0: Thanks for downloading this week's podcast from Crossroads. We are glad you took the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864 288 1626. Or you can find out more information at our website, hope at crossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends. Let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Videos of our messages are also online at hope at crossroads.org. And now, here's this week's podcast.
1: Well, good morning. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's good to see you this morning. Glad you're here. If you are visiting with us, uh, we are especially glad that you're here as well, and you can record your attendance with us. The little card there in the back seat of the pocket in front of you, you can hand that to... uh, somebody before you leave, or you can uh, scan that QR code on the back of the seat and uh, let us know that you're here. We are grateful that you're here. What an incredible uh, year it has been, right? A crazy year, chaotic year, um, but uh, a year nonetheless, and uh, you know, I, I so appreciate the songs that we've been talking about this morning as we've talked about help. I don't know if anybody's in here has ever needed help or find themselves in a situation where you have needed help. I remember it probably was about 15, 16 years ago, and I was out in our garage in Spartanburg where we lived at the time, and uh, trying to be a man and do something that I probably should not have been doing. Uh, my wife probably told me that's not a good idea, but in true man fashion, I did not Listen. And our attic for our home at at that house was in the garage. And I'm not sure what brainchild decided to put it in the garage because uh, it was a typical attic door that kind of unfolded. And of course, even with the rope, when it came down to the first section, you still couldn't reach it without standing on top of something. It was not very great engineering. Uh, But I went out there because I had to get something out of the attic. And I reached up there and I grabbed it. And before I knew it, the second section swung over. And uh, that was the last thing I remember, actually. <laughs> uh, next thing I know, I'm sprawled out on the concrete floor in the garage, and I've, I'm finally trying to come around, and, and I'm reach back there to feel what had happened. And, of course, I look at my hand, and it's red, which is not a good sign, by the way. Um, and I started to do what every man would do in that situation. If you're honest, I started to say... Help! Help! And, of course, she was inside, and uh, luckily she heard me, and she came to the door and opened the door, cracked the door to kind of check out and see what was going on. And uh, the the last thing I remember after that was waking up on the couch, and my mom, who has been a nurse all her career, standing over me saying, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was kind of like, I think I'm okay, but I'm not sure what happened. Um, I was grateful for their help that day. When we read this psalm, it's interesting, I I discovered this actually just a few weeks ago in Malawi, Africa, Uh, David David Livingston, one of the great famous missionaries and explorers of Africa, uh, this was one of the psalms that his family would read over and over again as they thought about his travels through Africa, it was one of his favorite psalms and we had it read by joey this morning but if you've got your bible let's read it again together psalm 121 only a few short verses but i hope today that you'll be encouraged with what god has to say to us in these few verses because i've been encouraged this week looking at it here's what he says i'll lift up my eyes to the mountains where hence shall my help come from my help comes from the lord who made heaven and earth he will not allow your foot to slip He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. Some translations, I think the King James, I like it, says preserve. He will guard. He will preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. There's three interesting things I think we see in these verses about uh, what I would say the God who keeps. And I don't know about you, but we see some of the craziness going on in our world. Uh, We were talking about it with the worship team before we came out this morning. Our own personal challenges that we have, our family challenges that we have, things going on in our Uh, In our own country, political things going on. Things going on in Afghanistan. Things going on in Haiti. Things going on in New Orleans today as they're looking at the coast. And here comes another hurricane. Who are we going to call on? Ghostbusters? No. Some of you, that went over your head. You're like, that's too... I don't even remember that. Who are you going to call? Who are we going to call on? There's only one that we can call on, and his name is the Lord God. That's where our help comes from. And today, as you look at these verses, I hope that you'll be encouraged as I am. Jeremiah said it this way in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 23. He says, In vain is my salvation hoped for from the hills and the mountains. David says, I look to the hills. We don't really know why. Scholars debate why he looked to the hills. It could have been because... On that road that he traveled, there were all kinds of robbers. So maybe he looked to the hills in fear. Some, some scholars think maybe he looked to the hills because maybe he looked toward Mount Moriah where the ark was. And so he looked to there with hope. We don't know. But we know he looked to those hills. And his answer in verse 2, after looking to those hills and looking out at all the things that he could see, his answer was, my help comes from the Lord. You know, I thought about that this week. I thought about all the people who travel up and down the road out here, Anderson Ridge. I thought about the people that travel through Five Forks and through Greer and through all of our area. And I thought, when they pass this church called Crossroads, what do they think? A little over two years ago, I actually went around to every Sunday school class in every small group and I actually asked that question of your class. Some of you are here, you remember that. And I said, when people think about our church, what do they think of? When you think about our church, what do you think of? And the overwhelming answer, without everybody looking on each other's paper and cheating, was they said, people look here and they see a shelter, a place of refuge. A help. It's amazing. There's a lot of places that the world is looking right now for help. Especially in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, just turn on the news just for about five minutes and then quickly turn it off. Or you'll get discouraged like 99.9% of the planet is right now. Because there's people looking for help and for hope in a lot of different places. They were looking in those places before the pandemic. Things like drug and alcohol and relationships. Relationships. A lot of places that we can look for help and that we look for hope. But David says, my help comes from the Lord. And he looks up to the Lord, looks to a place. I wonder when people in this community, what place they're looking at for help and hope. My, my prayer is they wouldn't just look at a place. The place is important. Having a place to gather and worship is important. But my prayer is they would look to the people of God. And they would see in us a hope because we know where our help comes from and that that would route their attention to to see the Lord God. Because the truth of the matter is, you and I cannot have hope if we don't put our help in the right spot. And David says, my help comes from the Lord the church should be a great place for people to find help. The people of God should be a great place for people to find help. David goes on to say this. He says, not only my help comes from the Lord, but he actually talks about who the Lord is. The Lord God, maker of heaven and maker of earth. Let me, let me just... If you're discouraged today, I want to encourage you this afternoon when you get home. To pull out a piece of paper... And start writing down the Lord God Almighty, every time He's come through in your life. i got—I got a suggestion. You probably will need more than one piece of paper. And when you start reflecting on who God is, the maker of heaven and earth, you and I will realize that's the only place we can put our help and our hope. is because He is the creator of the world. That is the one who holds all the earth in the palm of his hand. He can be trusted. David says, Your foot won't be, it won't slip. The God that, that we serve, the God who can help us, the God who is able to help us, is not a God who sleeps or slumbers. That's why he can help, by the way. You ever needed help and you call somebody at 2 a.m. in the morning and they answer their phone? Hello, who is this? And they were sleeping on the job. The Lord God never sleeps, he never slumbers. Friend, he hasn't forgotten your address. He hasn't forgotten what you're going through. Do you think a cancer report has surprised him? No. You think bad news has surprised him? Do you think a pandemic surprised the Lord God Almighty? No way. He's the maker of heaven and earth. He knows everything. He holds the world in the palm of his hand. He is the one who can help us. He will allow us, David says, not to be moved, some translations in verse 3, not just your foot to slip, but allow you not to be moved to stand firm. I don't know about you, but in this crazy world, I need a place to stand firm. There are a lot of places we can put our hope and our help, and it's like shifting sand, but I'm reminded of that great hymn, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. Some of us maybe that are losing hope today, could it be that maybe you and I are putting our foot on an unstable foundation? If you're waiting on the United States government to be your help, my friend, you are in bad news. If you're waiting on some political party to be your ultimate help. If you're waiting on some pastor to be your help. My friend, you have put your trust, your hope, your help in the wrong place. There's only one place, one person to put your help and your hope in. His name is the Lord God Almighty. And David is reminding us of this today. And when we put our help and our hope in him, we're able to stand. He tells us all throughout in the Bible, all throughout the scripture, especially Paul mentions oftentimes about how we can stand. He tells us how our foot does not slip because we know that Paul's relationship with God was in the sure foundation of Christ Jesus. We know he talked about standing in grace. He talked about standing in courage. He talked about standing in faith. He talked about standing in Christian liberty. He talked in Philippians about standing in unity, standing in the Lord. Where else could I look, David is saying, where else could I look for help except The Lord God Almighty. I think in our modern language, if he was to be standing here in front of us, he would say it this way. I can only put my help in the Lord God. Duh! Where else would I put my help? That's kind of like a ridiculous question. Like there's some other person or place I can put my help. No, I have to put my help in the Lord God Jehovah. Because he is there. And not only does he help us, But David goes on to tell us that he cares for us. That's an encouragement to me. When we get bad reports in our life or in the life of our family or people that we love, we've got to be reminded that God Almighty cares for us. To put our comfort and our trust in God when our difficulties and our dangers are the greatest... And David says, the Lord is your keeper. In other words, there's nothing that can touch you that hasn't passed through the hand of God Almighty. He is your keeper. You can trust him. He holds you in the palm of his hand. If somebody tries to take you out of his hand, John's gospel tells us about it, that you can't be snatched out of God's hand. He won the arm wrestling match. No, he is undefeated. So be encouraged today. Because he cares for you, and I. God himself has undertaken to be our protectors. I was thinking about the fact that when David is saying here, he's your keeper, your shade on your right hand, that he cares for us. How in the world can he care for us? Have you ever known someone who cares for you, but does not have the ability to do anything about your situation? Are you following me this morning? Some of you are looking at me with inquisitive looks. It's great for me to to tell somebody who shares some information with me, "Wow, I care for you, I care for you. And that's great to show empathy and sympathy and love and concern. But I'm a human. I have no power other than to show empathy or sympathy. That's the extent of my care for somebody. But the care of God Almighty, He cares for us because He actually can do something about our situation. Because he's all-powerful and all-knowing. That's the kind of care David is talking about. It's different than my kind of care or concern. God's care is important because he has the ability to do something about our situation. God, forgive us. Lord, forgive me for looking to people to help with my situation, my community situation, my country situation and my world situation that unfortunately, or fortunately, only God Almighty can do something about. But I put my attention and my help, my hope, in the wrong places. God cares because He has the ability to do something about it. I think Paul said it this way He's able to keep that which I've committed unto that day. How does He care? There's some ways that. David talks about he cares right here. He protects every believer. He says, the Lord is your keeper. He's your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He is our protector. We know earlier in another psalm that we looked at this month is that in Psalm 23, he's not only our protector, but we learned that David was saying, not only is God our protector, but he's also our shepherd. He watches over us. There's so much in that psalm alone, You could, if you really studied sheep, to understand that as, as David is saying to us, that the great shepherd God Almighty watches over us is a powerful thing. Some of us today may feel broken and hurting. And if you know anything about a shepherd, shepherds would often break the legs of their sheep so that they would not wander off and get chased or killed by wolves, or that they would wander off and get stuck in the thicket, they would break their legs and they would throw them over their back and they would carry them. So, if you come in here this morning and you're going, Man, Jack, you don't understand, I feel broken. Guess what? Guess whose back you're riding on today? The great shepherd is carrying you around because he cares for you. He cares for me. I know it doesn't feel good sometimes to be broken. But it's a reminder to put all of our strength upon the Lord because He's the only one that can meet our need. He's the only one that can do anything about our situation. He never sleeps. David tells us. He's wakeful. He's watchful. He's never weary. I, I, I can't. Can you relate to that? No, you can't. I can't either. Never weary. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. Some of us are having trouble staying awake right now. Can you imagine? God Almighty never sleeps, never slumbers. He's always awake. Not just when you're awake, but in another time zone on the other side of the earth when people are crying out to God Almighty. It's not like He says, wait a minute, i got to wait till the time zone reaches me and I'll wake up and answer your prayer. He's awake all the time. All-powerful. Standing there, David is reminding us he cares, he cares. He refreshes. Some translations have even said that in those verses about being our keeper, that he's simply saying, God is close to us. Here's Here's what I wrote down in my notes this week as I was reading over that. God is close to us. That's great. God is close to us. You know what? God can't protect and refresh something he's not close to. Are you close to God? He wants to be close to you. You've heard the story before of the elderly lady and her husband that were driving down the road. You've heard this story in their pickup truck and the man is driving the pickup truck and he looks over at the bench seat and his wife of 50 plus years is all the way up against the window and she's looking out the window and they're talking and she says to him, Oh, I remember how we used to ride around in, in your car and we used to have date nights and all and we used to cuddle and we used to sit so close and he's looking at the bench seat. He looks over and he says, Who moved? I'm still right here. I'm still right here, my friends. I know that we've had a pandemic going the last seems like forever, doesn't it? The last decade? No, it's only a little over a year, year and a half. I want to encourage you. God hasn't forgotten us. God hasn't forgotten you. Turn off the media. I would not want to get out of bed and come to church this morning if I watched all the media has to say. I'm not saying things in our world are not real. Don't misunderstand me, they're real. I've had friends that I've lost during the last 18 months. That does not negate the fact that God Almighty is still in charge and on the throne. None of this took him by surprise. Don't allow the world to let you get so far in fear that you miss your connectivity and your closeness to God. Because once you lose your closeness and your connectivity to God, you won't be looking to Him for help. You'll start looking for other places to find help. And that's a bad situation to be in. Which is why David reminds us in the last couple of verses about the fact that God also preserves us. The Lord will protect you. The King James, I love it, says preserve you from all evil. He will keep your soul, guard your soul. The Lord will preserve your going out and your coming in. I did a little bit of study this week. I'm not a chemistry major. Matter of fact, I think I opted out of that class. Halfway through the semester when I realized I wouldn't pass it, I thought that's maybe a different option out there like, you know, home ec or something. But I do know enough about preservatives to know what preservatives do. Preservatives in food help food to last longer. Some of them are good, some of them not so good. But when you think about preservatives and you think about what David is saying here in these verses, that the Lord will guard your going out and coming in. He will preserve you. He will keep you going on and on like the Energizer bunny, even when your batteries are dead, he's a preservative. He keeps you going and on and going and going. I think that's an awesome thing. Because I think many times in my life, you know this about me by now, I'm sure, there can be times where I'm operating in my own physical, mental, emotional, adrenaline energy. It's not necessarily all bad. But when we replace all that and we kind of put God over here as if, God, I'll call on you and I'll call them the preservatives when I need them, that's not a good thing. Because God is our preservative. Without Him, we can't keep going on and on. And David is reminding us He will preserve our soul. He will extend our life, not only when it comes to spiritual things, but all the things of life that have to do with our walk with Him. And if you look, my friends, at what's happening in our world, what's happening in our society, personal opinion, I think the one thing that is holding back the wrath of God is the people of God in our world who are the preservatives. Have you ever thought about it that way? Because our world is going crazy. We should be the preservatives. And the good thing about God being our preservative in us is there's no expiration date. You ever been cleaning out your refrigerator? And you find that jelly that's still in there from 2002? I recommend throwing that out, by the way. When in doubt, throw it out, right? You don't need to open the top and smell it. If it says 2002, chunk it chunk it we are the preservative god through us and david is reminding us when you feel discouraged and we've got to remember david's life right i mean david the one who told us the lord is my shepherd i shall not want the same david who had to write a psalm of confession after he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had her husband killed The David that the Bible tells us, God tells us, was a man after God's own heart. Gets to this point in the Psalms and he cries out and says, Of all the places I could go for for help, there's only one place. There's only one place. Can I ask a question this morning? Where are you looking for help? You're looking for help in your spouse. I think I'm a pretty good husband to Lynette. But I'm a lousy God. No amen over here. I mean, if you're looking to your spouse to be your God, to be your Savior, you, you put your attention in the wrong spot. Some folks over the last 18 months realize, you know what? I put my help and my employment and my occupation. And then the pandemic came and maybe they found themselves changing jobs or without a job. That's not, a, that's not where you're supposed to put your help. It's great to have a job. As great as our fellowship is and as much as I love you and I love our church family, that's a byproduct of where we should ultimately Place our help. There's only one place. His name is Jesus. Maybe you came in here today and you're like, you know what, I have never placed my help and my hope in Jesus. Good news, there's a lot of other people around you that have done that. And in just a minute, maybe you'd just like to kind of come down front, not going to embarrass you, but you'd just like to say, how do, I, how do I actually do that? How do I put my help and my hope in Jesus? It's real simple. We make it so complicated in our Christianity, in our church, churchiness. You know how you do it? Help! That's how you do it. You say, help me, Jesus. I can't do this by myself. I'm a sinner. You're a Savior. And I'm in need of a Savior because I'm a sinner. And you took every sin that I committed and you nailed it to the cross. And what you did on the cross... Paid the penalty of my sin. And not only that. Because you rose from the dead three days later. I now have life. And I can have life because of the blood of Jesus. If you've never asked the Lord to to be your helper. I want to give you the opportunity to do that today. Many of us have done that. But can I confess something to you. For those of us who have. Me included. I have to do that every day. I have to do it every day. Because sometimes. Sometimes. I take back control and think I can help myself. One of the great myths that I heard from older people when I was growing up, my grandparents' age, God helps those who help themselves. Lie from the enemy. God helps those who throw up their hands and say, I surrender, I give up. And then God supernaturally reaches down and grabs your hand and says, I'm here to save you. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, I love you. Thank you that you are our helper. Many of us are looking to the hills, figuratively today, and we're saying we need help. We need help. And maybe fear or doubt thinks would have us to think that our help is not coming. But we know help is on the way. Help is on the way, either today or when you return to take your church home. Help is on the way. Would you help us, God, to believe it, to believe your word that's true? As you're praying this morning right there in your seat. Maybe this message this morning is for nobody else but me, because I definitely needed to hear it this week. How many of you this morning would just say, you know what? I need the help of the Lord. I need the help of the Lord. Nobody looking around. If you, if you need God's help in any particular area, would you just lift up your hand so I can have a special prayer for you? Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Lord, you see our hands today. Lord God Almighty, we need your help. And the good news is, Lord, you stand ready there to give it because you care for us. You want to help us. You care for us. Our very lives are preserved because of your goodness. So I pray for these friends in this room today, Lord, just as a symbol of them raising their hands, Lord, you know every single need. I, I wish I was capable to know every single need and know how to pray specifically for everyone, but you do. So I pray, God, that you would meet every need according to your riches in Christ Jesus today. Lord, maybe there's one in this room today who's never cried on you for help, for their salvation. God, I pray today would be the day. And in just a moment as we sing, Lord, I pray that we would all be obedient to what you've asked us to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you. We're going to have a song of invitation. If you lifted up your hand this morning and you just need to come to the front and pray, or you want myself or Heath, our teaching pastor, student pastor, we'd be happy to pray for you today. Maybe you find yourself here today and you're like, I need the help of the Lord. I've never called on Him. Then I want to invite you to come. Maybe you've been visiting Crossroads for the last several weeks and months, and you're like, this is the place where I want to put my roots down and grow. I want to invite you to come join me this morning and let us know so we can celebrate what God is doing in your life. Would you stand with us as we sing our hymn hymn of invitation?
0: We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message from Crossroads. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at crossroads.org. If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime details about our church and service times can also be found online. The last year has been one of chaos and confusion, and we know many have become isolated and lonely. You can get Pastor Jack's new book, The Loneliness Solution, Finding Meaningful Connection in a Disconnected World, a great resource that will help you or you can give to a friend who might be struggling. This resource is also available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again again next week